Into the Apex is brought to you by our sponsors, Bad Weather Brewing Company, out of St. Paul, Minnesota, with craft brews like the Immortal Toast Infused White Stout or the Red Vein Red IPA. On tap or in the can, it's how endurance drivers celebrate post-race. Find your new favorite craft beer and order your mugs at badweatherbrewery.com. This episode is also brought to you by our racing fans at Great Hire Staffing. Whether you need help hiring one employee or 100, Great Hire can help. Hiring good people is hard work. Great Hire HR does it quickly and economically so you can focus on what's important, running your business. Check them out online at greathirehr.com. And finally, this episode is sponsored by Roscoe Wheels. Roscoe Wheels is confidence-inspiring aluminum. This means confidence in quality and confidence in self. Confidence in quality meaning they want their customers to know what their wheels are produced to the highest standard and tested to be as strong as anything on the market and are designed to keep you safe. Confidence in self, meaning they want their styles and fitments to make customers feel the way you did when you walked into high school with a brand new pair of shiny shoes, giving you confidence in yourself when you show up, whether it be to work or any event, knowing you look awesome. Rascal Wheels offers free shipping within Canada and flat rate shipping in the USA. Find your new look today at RoscoeWheels.com. Where the world of real and virtual auto sport meets. Mad Sim Racing Media presents the Into the Apex Podcast. And this is Into the Apex, episode 16 for MadSimRacing.com. Tyler, Bradley, Rob, the usual, and we're joined by Bruce Perry, our endurance director, and kind of hanging out tonight, getting ready for Daytona. We're a couple weeks out from the big Daytona 24. Uh, It's January 8th as we record this, and we're having some drinks here, uh, enjoying the kickoff, basically, celebration uh, of a pretty intense next couple weeks for the Daytona 24. And... uh, Bruce, we're putting in a lot of work for this thing. I know you have been, and and I think a lot of work is still to come here coming up in the next couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. It's uh, going to ramp up here. Um, we got a lot of new guys joining. Got to get them squared away, and uh, I think everybody's been working pretty hard. I've been watching all the uh, posts here, uh, reading through them right now, actually, and uh, everyone's working hard, so it's going to be a good time. Yeah, busy Mad Sim Racing offices. and yes. <laughs> it's it's buzzing right now. We're we've had teams set since uh, and since November. Basically, we've had our our core guys set, and but even now, this past week, uh, everybody that's that's involved with iRacing, I think anybody that's following, whether it's the Reddit, the forums, or, or whatever, Facebook groups, even, I mean, people are still out there trying to find teams, trying to uh, to jump on basically bandwagons and and find a partner, a dance partner, so to speak. Uh, you've been doing this a lot longer as far as endurance racing than any of us three that are here right now. Uh, have you always had a long pre-planning period or have you ever been one of these like last minute uh, kind of jump in with just some random guys and, and hit the track? The first year I did it was that it was, uh, you know, let's get a few guys together and let's go do this thing, you know? And uh, of course the bug bit me and the, f- we didn't run so well <laughs> and I vowed, you know what? I know better. I know how this needs to work. And from there on in, it was like, okay, here's how we do this. And, uh, you know, it's worked. It's, it's, 
you know, you, you get back what you put into it, right? So uh, it's a lot of work. Yeah, just putting laps in and and staying focused on practice laps when you're. That's a problem I have is uh, I want to get I I do practice, but after maybe a stint or two of practice, I want to feel that race mode and I want to I want the race feeling uh, or the adrenaline of that of chasing somebody with purpose. Uh, and it's hard. It's I've noticed it's hard to be disciplined, but uh, to really get good at, at this, and I think there's a term you used. I can't remember it. Was it implicit memory or something like that? To really get that kind of muscle memory of driving these tracks and these cars. Yeah, yeah. I think I did mention it to you. Um, yes, there was the explicit memory and implicit memory. Yeah, and uh, you know, yeah, you want to burn this place into your implicit memory. You know, uh, meaning that the track, everything becomes second nature, and you can multitask. You know, um, driving, you don't even think about it. So now you can concentrate on everything else um if you go out there daytona is a fairly easy track but uh, if you go out there and you got to concentrate on your race line and things like that yeah you're probably gonna be in trouble come uh race time and bradley uh you you myself and rob we're gonna be teamed up with david how you feeling about it we're a couple weeks out you feel ready uh somewhat there i mean we have a lot of time left <laughs> i like the confidence you know what? uh somewhat i think we're gonna finish in the we're going to finish in maybe top 20. No, no I mean, I, I'm comfortable at Daytona. Um, I've, like you have, I mean, I've, it's one of the tracks I think we're more comfortable at than not. Um, some kinks to work out, and I still need more seat time, I think, in LMP2, which we'll get. Uh, we have a lot of time coming up, uh, a lot of testing sessions and practice sessions as it gets closer. Uh, we also have the two hours coming up with the MSR uh, Road Challenge on Monday. Uh, so, I mean, there's there's going to be time to get even more acclimated to the car. Uh, so, I feel pretty good. I mean, I'm, I'm by the time we get there, we'll be uh, well to that point, or at least close to it. How about you, Rob? How you feeling? Uh, I feel pretty much the same way I feel two weeks out from any of the 24-hour events. Like, it in my head that I'm totally not ready, but then just keep practicing. And then once the actual race day comes, I'll be anxious as hell until I get into the seat. And, you know, after the first lap, it's just I go into, like, a zone, right? So it's it's the same thing, but now I know in my head it's just the same thing I always do. Yeah, on rate, come race morning, you'll be waking up. You'll be like Tom Brady walking in. They'll have the cameras on you. You'll be in a trench coat sunglasses you'll have your big giant he- uh, headphones on getting pumped up and ready to roll oh no i'll be a nervous wreck but <laughs> once i get in the car tom brady he's honest get in the race mode yeah yeah you need to put your uh, pump up music on we'll have to go through and discuss what our procedure is before we get into the car yeah we'll, we'll no doubt we'll get we'll be breaking it down and we've got this week i think we have two more episodes and then of course the week of the 24 we'll be doing a special episode to kind of kick it off and uh, our team specifically the week after the Friday after the 24, uh, we'll be doing kind of a wrap party similar to our Christmas party where we basically drink and virtually drive. And uh, that's that was quite fun. So we're going to do that again. Any excuse we get and uh, including tonight as we kick things off. I'm here sipping some bourbon. I think, Bruce, what do you have? Some wine? Yeah, a little wine, a little fancy wine. Bradley, what fancy. You, you got uh, you got the beer tonight. We're all doing something different. Yeah, a little beer from Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah, and Rob, I saw you were drinking what an espresso. Yeah, I'm having a latte. What the hell? Going to an espresso machine. <laughs> yeah, so we, were all, we were all sharing pictures of how we were gonna, what we were gonna sip during this episode as we kicked things off. Is there off. any uh, any uh, adult beverage in that latte? 
not this one, but I have tried that. I've been just like I've been drinking like five of them a day now because I'm just trying all these different right. things with it. The uh, it looked white, it looked like milk when you sent us a picture. Milk well, yeah, and that's what latte is. It's half and half. <laughs> I, I just drink black coffee. I don't know. Actually, real, real yeah, quick, I, can, I, was I, can, I will just drink, like, say, like a shot of espresso or whatever. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of milk in a normal espresso or a normal latte. Oh, wow. So you're, yeah, everybody's having a little something different. And some people are getting turned up and some turned down, I guess. But if you hear some clink of ice, that's what we got going on here. A little bit of a kickoff party for Mad Sim Racing as a team. And uh, yeah, a couple of weeks out. Uh, Bruce, I know you've not only experienced a lot of the, virtual daytona 24 you've actually been to the real 24 and that's something i'm interested in hearing about we've we've heard about it somewhat but we've never really gotten into any kind of experiences there but you've been uh there in real life for uh, more than once i think right yeah um i would say probably eight or nine times um most of them have been in capacity of being a fan but Mm -hmm. i did fortunately get to crew for a team for uh see four four races there so yeah so it, it's quite the experience and uh highly recommend it you know uh, it's just uh, the whole event is just something to behold <laughs> you know it's it's great time um but yeah i love it i just wish daytona was a little closer for me and <laughs> you know i can get down there a little more often but uh um i'll get back and maybe we can do a mad sim racing uh you know meet up there yeah that that's the plan we've all been talking about it is is having basically a mad sim racing convention at the daytona 24 one year because it's bradley and i've always said over the years we've been uh even if we don't watch every single sports car race even in the grand am days and things like that uh, we would always uh tune in for the rolex 24 even if we didn't watch much else uh throughout the year uh and we and our observation of it or way of describing it it always seemed like a guess what you could say is a music festival for racing because there's just so much going on over so much time that you can really dig in the idea of camping uh, and just setting up camp and, and doing it, staying up all night. I mean, you even get that with the virtual 24 uh, Bruce. I think you're like, like me, I kind of am excited. There's some people that they don't want those overnight stints. They're not, they're not into that. They want to sleep the regular sleep. Uh, but you and me at least have said before that it's kind of the excitement of it is staying up all night and pulling an all nighter. It's something out of the ordinary. It's yeah, it's all part of it. You know, uh, I laugh when you know, everyone's like, Hey, we should team up with some European guys or something to get so they can run the night and all that. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what are you talking about? You know, run, run, run the whole thing, be up for the whole thing. I, I take little cat naps here and there myself. Yeah. I'm getting a little older. So it's a little tougher to stay up all night, you know, but yeah, you know, and then the same thing with the real 24, you know, we camp out and like you say, it's like a festival sort of atmosphere. Um, you know, you can wander around at three o'clock in the morning, go into the paddocks and you got teams working on cars that, you know, maybe they've been involved in a crash or whatever. Um, got the Ferris wheel running all night, you know? So yeah, it's, it's really, really cool. And, you know, the virtual is, I find just as cool to, to, to be up all night for it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, no doubt we'll get there uh, in real life as a team. I mean, at least as a, not, not saying we'll field a car there, but <laughs> hey, I, I believe in us. Yeah, I, I believe in us. Yeah. That's the goal for 2030. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, I think the talk uh, kind of behind the scenes or even out in the open has been at some point 
in the future to, to get as many of us that want to get together in real life uh, together as possible. Because uh, there's a lot of camaraderie um, with the team in the on the track and on the Discord and everywhere. So I could I could see uh, either Daytona or one of the IMSA events being one of those occasions. Yeah, taking uh, into the apex on the road. I mean, that's just a matter of time. That's not even a question. We're going to take this show on the road uh, to some race events once we're able to get to them and, and things kind of open up. I'm looking forward to that. Just a matter of where. I know F1 in Montreal. Yeah. Hey, we'll head up. We'll have Mad Sim Race in Canada. And yeah, we've got Canada. that VIR. We have Mid-Ohio close, Watkins Glen. We have people uh, in all the regions. Long Beach. That's uh, an option. Yeah. Get out that way. But, uh, hey, Lamar, let's set that as a goal, 10-year goal. There into you the go. Apex, into the apex and the media section of Lamar. Yeah. Now you're that talking. would be – I would love to do Lamar someday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's on my bucket list too. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, not to get too far off topic at Daytona, but the 24 hours of lemons, that series, that's uh, there's there have been posts made about uh, making a, a sim racing team turned real life racing team in the 24 hours of lemons. I've really uh, looked into that. That's kind of interesting. I feel like uh, it'd be quite a risk to my safety just looking at it, but hey. <laughs> I think it's a great idea myself. Yeah, hey, we got the resources and we have the people for it. We got a crew. We may not know what we're doing with some of the stuff, but. Uh, trial by fire. <laughs> Maybe literally fire. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, getting back to Daytona and, and kind of the, the mix between the real and the virtual. I mean, it's it's really going to be an exciting last couple of weeks of January because as racing sim racing drivers, we've got an event and some competition to get into. And as uh, real racing fans, we we get to to have racing come back, and we kind of were treated. I mean, we were we had issues early on with COVID, but because of it, we got some F one racing a little bit later into the year because of the everything being pushed back, uh, which was kind of interesting. So we're not really having a huge off season of racing, uh, getting right back into things. And every time I look, more and more people are getting added to the real Daytona twenty four entry list. I saw what was it. Just yesterday, I saw Robert Kubica is racing with a team, the one of the Asian Lama teams. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of familiar faces. Did I see? I don't know if you guys saw this Chase Elliott. I think on an entry list. Did I see that right? You think? I, I think you might have. Yeah, I think I did see something great. about that. And Jimmy Johnson, and I mean, just people from all over, all any, any kind of racing discipline. It really is. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say it's the IROC. I remember the IROC days as uh, when I was younger, uh, liking that. But, I mean, it gets everybody together, that's for sure. It does. One year, our team, we had the uh, Labonte brothers on our, on our team for the 24. On the team that you worked for? Yeah. Yep. So that was oh, wow. a good time. Yeah, that was a good time. They're really cool. But it is just like what you say. It's, it's, it's all walks of race and life or converge on Daytona, you know, and uh, that's what makes it such a cool event. <laughs> so as as a team member uh doing whatever you would do as a as a member of a team on the tw- on the actual 24 what's it like uh having to stay up basically did you ever find yourself dozing off yeah um yeah the you tried to a little bit you know um i did uh i was a refueler and you know it, it's it's interesting the 24 you know everyone just thinks oh you know you're gonna race for 24 hours and 
it's done. You go home, you know, and, and what like people don't realize on the crew, you know, we get up early Saturday morning, day to race. You know, we've already been there. We've already practiced had test sessions and stuff like that, you know, and here's race day. We're up real early. Thank goodness the paddock didn't open back then until like eight or nine o'clock because otherwise we'd be there. And thank goodness yeah. it, the night before it closed at like 10 o'clock because otherwise we'd yeah. probably be there all night because you're never really fully ready, you know. So you, you, you get up, get to the track, you, you work on the car, whatever's got to be last minute preparations, um, get your pit stall built. You know, back then we didn't, we had to build the stuff and put the two by fours out there that would hold the lights and everything. Yeah. It, it was early mid nineties that we, we raced and, um, you know, so it was all that, get all our equipment down there and it worked right up until race time. And when that green flag dropped, it was actually at that point, you're like, you can take a little breath and say, ah, you know, relax right. a little bit, you know, and you know, it's in the beginning, it's really cool. You know, well, we're racing at 24 hours. You know, you come in for your pit stop every, I think it was about every 45 minutes we pitted. Um, you know, I'd refuel the car and also I did the fuel calculations and recorded all that stuff. And, uh, you know, you, you do that over and over and over again. <laughs> and, you know, evening comes, the sun starts to set. I know how you guys like sunsets and all. Oh, we love Matt's and racing drivers love sunsets. Yep. So, you know, the sun would be setting. We're out there racing. That's cool. You know, continue pit stops and stuff. And then it starts to become night. The lights come on. You know, you can see, it, it, you know, Daytona changes when the lights come on, you know, and you see the cars out there with the headlights and, and all. And that's pretty cool. And, and, you know, midnight or so comes and you're like, you oh, know, this is cool. Midnight, we're still racing, you know. And then 2 a.m. and 3 a.m. come along and 4 a.m. And you're trying to take those little cat naps. It's cold because Daytona is cold that time of year, you know, at least the years we raced. Um, you got that dampness in the air, too. And, you know, you're just falling asleep and like our... Uh, team leader would like blow the whistle like when we were getting ready to come into pits it's like you'd hear that whistle like oh i shoved that thing down his throat i just need to <laughs> i just need 10 minutes to sleep you know yeah. get up pit again now that's when everything goes right and i remember one year pulling back into the garage area uh, to work on a tranny we had something in the transmission break and that was just brutal <laughs> you know you're, you're, you're now you're busting butt to get back out there yeah. we did you know, and it's like five or six in the morning and and the sun starts coming up and you're like, okay, you know, we made it. We, we, we got through the night. This is cool. The sun's coming up, a little sunrise action. We're still running. And you realize, oh, yeah, we still got seven or eight more hours to go, <laughs> yeah. you know? And then, you know, you get through and. You make it through the end, checker falls. It's like, yeah, awesome. Yeah, we finished the race. Everyone celebrated. Didn't maybe finish all that well. I think the the one year we finished like 52nd or something like oh, that. Wow. It's like, who cares? We finished, you know? Right. We're a low-budget team. It was great. <laughs> and then you get to pack everything up for the next six hours. <laughs> Load That's up probably the, the part that nobody thinks about. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And every... <laughs> Morning, and then, then our flight out of Florida was like the next morning, like 6 a.m. out of like Orlando or something. And every year getting on that flight, it's like, I am never doing this again. 
<laughs> you know, and then like two months later, hey, we we doing Daytona next year? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's great. I mean, I it's a young man's game for sure, and right. man, it's it's a lot of work to field the team, even though we were low budget, you know. But uh, yeah, it's 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 a lot of work, um, but very enjoyable. I mean, I look back on it and. Like so happy I got the opportunity to do it for the number of years we raced. It was fun. Yeah, that, yeah, that's something that uh, definitely worth doing, no doubt. And it's got to be. I mean, it's it's not even not remotely the same, but to do it virtually and and I can kind of see that in the planning and organization that you know, like with our team and a lot of teams out there. I mean, we you look now. We were saying last week in that episode that. Uh, we're seeing more and more teams. I mean, you can find any kind of Daytona open session on iRacing hosted sessions now. Um, so we're not by far not the only team doing it, but getting into it, really getting into it, getting uh, enthusiastic about the virtual Daytona 24. I mean, that's uh, it, it's just great to be able to do that. I mean, it's cool that iRacing has all of these huge events throughout the year. It really is awesome. I remember when they first... Uh quite a few years ago. I think you guys were on iRacing back when they did the 2.4. Uh, I wonder, we may have been on there. I, I kind of remember that. Uh, we've been on and off so much that, that we missed a lot. At yeah, least I did. I, think I, I remember it. Um, I don't know. That Was that even before they implemented the team racing into it? Yeah. Yeah, so, I remember that. I remember that. Okay. I, I'm well, pretty sure I did that back in the day. We, help me and Tyler may have even uh, did our own switches under our one account. For all I know. When would that have been, Bradley? Like when we first joined in 2010 or so? Yeah, sometime in those early years, they had the, because they couldn't do it, I don't think they had the functionality for any any time change like that. They would do the 2.4 hours of Daytona, and that would be their equivalent every year. I kind of remember that. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I remember, I remember, I remember when there weren't day to night transitions. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully someday we say, I remember when they didn't have rain. Right. Hey, I mean, that's another dis- discussion for the future of sim racing, but right. I mean, hey, we'll see. I thought they were teasing it for this latest build, but then they threw us the Delara IR01 and really fooled us. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which is uh, about as difficult to drive. It may as well be wet on the track to drive the thing, but I have not driven that car yet. Yeah. Oh, really? I'm saying I, I haven't, it. but I haven't. <laughs> And, and as it happens, Bruce, and, and again, to get off our topic, but we can kind of do whatever we want here. Bruce and Bradley <laughs> are the two guys that have not joined the Grand Prix series that Mad Sim Racing has created. I think out of out of fear. Is that no, what I'm, I'm not a I'm not a Formula <laughs> U fan. Formula U? Me, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll second that. Uh, yeah. You, you and Rob are the uh, resident. Yeah, we're the, we're the F1 100. hot takers here. Yes, yes. Rob is the racing point of Mad Sim Racing, right? Let's, let's put it this way. Oh, I don't know if I should. You, you like making fun of me? No, 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 no. no, no. Let's I'm saying you'll win, you'll win one race out of the year. Hey. <laughs> I guess so. Hey, one is, better, one is better than one every decade like me. And that is true. That is true. And the only the only way that, that I could win a race is if, uh, if it's in an oval league in which all the good people are not allowed to race. That's a reference to the Cyber Thunder Rising yeah. Star Series. That's, that's the that? equivalent. For those listening Again, that aren't, ouch, aren't familiar, that's a that's a I rating cap series, and uh, I was able to win and compete in that because all the good people were not able to. <laughs> so you're saying you and a race full of bad people? Look, oh no, there were good people there still, but I had a, at least had more of a chance. 
They're very fine people. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't happen very often wins for, for the demons, oh, that's boy. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we need we need bad fortune for others. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I'm waiting on is to get a win. I don't I, I just feel like it's it's a goddamn difficult. <laughs> I can't that's your, uh, that's your twenty twenty one resolution? Yeah, I mean, well, it's everyone's, isn't it? I want you want to win, but uh yeah, I mean it's honestly I'm thinking back over the ten years I've been iRacing racing since twenty ten. And uh, I can't think of a single. I can't think of my last victory. I really can't. I've, I've never won a road race. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, it's a miracle that you haven't given up to this point. I know, right? I should. <laughs> I do want to point this out to you, Bradley. And uh, oh, I know. Anybody from? Oh, you know what I'm about to say. Oh, I know. Uh, now, I racing. If you're listening, don't ban us because this was a long time ago, and I'm now paying my fair share. Uh, but we've said before, back in the early days of iRacing, Bradley and I shared Bradley's name under an account, and I would race under his name, and we uh, were two for one deal. And uh, un- under Bradley's stats, if anybody ever looks at him, you will see one road oh, win, brother. and uh, that was me at Road Atlanta, oh, yeah, I know or Road America, know. rather, Star Mazda. in the Star Mazdas, and yeah. I was... I was shaking with pleasure. That that didn't sound right. Oh, I was. <laughs> I was <laughs> excitement, maybe. Excitement. Okay. I was shaking with excitement at the win of that. Yeah. Hey, I, I mean, You're trembling. Anybody? Yes. Uh, <laughs> with adrenaline. That's what you should. Adrenaline. Shaking with right. excitement doesn't sound. Uh, time out. Sound as well. <laughs> time out here. I just looked <laughs> this up. So so it looks like Bradley's got three oval wins and two road wins. Yeah, where was, where was the other road win? Uh, is there a way to find out? Actually, uh, you don't, road you don't, win in 2015. I know one of those was in the Legends. That wasn't me. I, I won one of those. I've won. I think the last time I won was in the Arca car several years ago. I think it was one of those races. I want to know where this one road win was. 20, one of them was me. 2010. There's a road win. I've never won a road that win. Was me. Okay, I don't know that I've ever won. 2015 shows one win. Two top. Really, you would remember that. But look, look, and if Bruce, if you're looking at my stats, you can see my activity on iRacing over the years. And uh, mind you, from 2013 on, I did no league racing, so that's the only time I used iRacing. I mean, in in 2019, I used iRacing six times in a year for official racing, or what are you trying to say? I mean, racing entirely. I mean, there were years. That's it. yeah, when we refer to the gap that I had, and especially Tyler big, had, big gap. Uh, I mean, most of those are mine. After twenty, I'd say after twenty eleven, Tyler never touched iRacing racing hardly. Yeah, so, I, uh, I'm still good, better than you, right? That sounds. <laughs> if, I, if I had a if I had cricket sounds, I would I would play that. <laughs> I just want to know where this this one. I mean, two, and I thought you would just have one on there, and it was me. I don't. I want to know when you won on your own a road race because I don't, I don't, to I don't, give more to give more backstory to it. Um, back in 2010, uh, 08, 09, 2010, uh, me and Bradley started as NASCAR fans. I think we've said that before. That's where we, we grew up as NASCAR fans. Uh, and then I became an F1 fan myself. I would wake up. I'd set an alarm because of how early F1 races were. I'd watch it on Speed Channel and uh, – and I'd be the only one waking up to watch F1. I guess it made me feel special or what, whatever the hell. 
Uh, and Bradley would just make fun of me for watching it. He was like, oh, road racing is boring, whatever. Uh, well, look, at him na- look at him now. I, I never liked Formula One. Never. He just was, yeah, he wasn't into it. I was the only one. So on iRacing, sure. he would race yeah. ovals. I would never race ovals. I always did road racing. So we called him the oval guy, me the road guy. And he's he's joined the road uh, family. Oh, yeah, hardly. I'll admit that. I've, I've yeah. come to the uh, light side. Right, but back then you never raced roads. So in 2015, no, I, I guess you got there. Yeah, and I can tell you why. The reason is because you and me both started out in NASCAR 2003 season, yeah, as we true. said, and there's no road racing there. I mean, other than Watkins Glen. Yeah, there was a Trans Am no. thing, but I mean, it's not like I racing yeah, where every, like every physics, the physics of everything's different. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I guess it's a mystery then. You think it's yeah. the you think it was the Mazda. Uh, I'm thinking, yeah, I might, have, I might have won something in the Mazda, maybe. Certainly through attrition, not through my you own know, Back then, I think, didn't they, if the Mazda raced on an oval, it still counted as a road win? I don't know. I know I've never done a road race or an oval Mazda race that I can recall. Oh, okay. I feel okay. like I remember. Yeah. I, honestly, I don't know. I, I would be willing to guess, Tyler, that was one of yours. I don't think I won two. Unless I won a Mazda, maybe. When did, well, let me ask this. When did the GTE cars come out? When did the Ford, was that 2017? I don't know. Because the, the Ford GTE, I did start racing road more frequently. Yeah. Look at you and I did a mile. We've told that story. Yeah. In the early well, look, at, look at my stat on 2017. I, I started 20 races, and that was on my own, 38. I was active in 17 because I had just gotten VR, and then I just let it go from the next two or three years until this year. Yeah, and that's where you leapfrogged me because when you got VR, I tried it a couple times. I felt seasick, right. and I never did anything with it. And I started doing it more frequently up to a certain point, and then I – I just kind of get out of it. We've we've opened up a real mystery here, at least for us. Yes, yeah. at the higher <laughs> Surely, I mean, I wish there was a way to go back. I mean, it shows your last ten races. Surely, there's a record. Let me go yeah, back and look at my saved replays. UI, <laughs> but in the old uh, website, you can do searches like by finishing position. You just type in "finish first." You know, just do a search, and your two wins would show right at the top. Huh. Wow. But that, well. I guess that's, you can still do that in the old Oh, boy. Side, right? I think so. So I'm looking at my old replays. I have replays saved back to 2017, and that would be the last ones saved or the earliest ones I have saved or you and me, Tyler, our first effort at Le Mans that we lasted like 12 hours. Uh-huh. So I still have those replays of us in the Ford. I remember that. Let's see. But nothing in 2015, yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah. remember that. Yeah, that was that. I mean, obviously, that was when there was day night transitions, right? Yeah, it's been around. Yeah, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Maybe it was. was. Okay, that's okay. how out of the loop I got. Yeah. Well, see, I've it's 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 all distorted sometimes. The time I forget how old my uh, headset is. It's actually several years. I mean, a few years old now. Definitely showing age. I need to get uh, some upgrades here. Well, we'll we'll get to the bottom of that. We'll do a sixty-minute style into the apex of uh, who who drove the car and what was the car when Bradley won his second road race because that's a mystery. We need to inquire uh, with iRacing. Let's let's uh, we've taken a very long detour, but but yeah, I was a uh, I was very excited to win that Pro Mazda race. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Um, I mean, who here has won a race? Everybody here has won a race. Rob, maybe you haven't, and that's not meant to be a, a dig, right? This no, was a, I, I have one road You win. have a road win. What was yes. your road win? Uh, I think in the, uh, what is it, the Global Production Challenge? That sounds great. Uh, how excited were you to get that win? That wasn't I didn't even know patronizing, by the way. 
it was multi-class and it was, it was, I forget, it was like 20 minutes. I wasn't really paying attention. I had done a couple of them earlier in the day and got wrecked. And then I didn't even know that I won. <laughs> I just, one day we were, <laughs> oh, we were talking on the thing. I was going to say, I, uh, I, I have been close to wins and I have lost wins because I got so, uh, excited that I messed up and missed my marks and really screwed up. Um, yeah, the pressure gets to me. Yeah, I'm. I'm asking. Basically, is uh, do you guys when you won? Maybe when uh, you know Bruce is very good at, at at driving road races, so maybe he got desensitized to it. Maybe not. Uh, but but whenever I I'll, I'll contend for a win, I'll get I'll start to kind of shoot my foot or leg on the pedal will kind of shake. I don't know how to describe it really. It's not out of fear, but it's kind of like oh. adrenaline. Oh, yeah. I literally do the exact same thing. Okay, good. I didn't know if I was weird or not. Yeah, I mean, probably. Yeah, that sounds like what would happen in real life if I had to yeah. guess. I mean, just exactly. natural adrenaline, which is kind of a testament to how how realistic it all is. Well, that's why we all keep doing it. We keep coming back to oh, it. Oh, yeah. The, the feeling is, in, is pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, that's why I tried to tell people that, like, like my friends, like, around here, like, whenever I'm sim racing, they're like, why? Like, you're never playing anything else anymore. And I'm just like, man nothing else will ever make my heart thump the same right. way yeah yeah call of duty's not doing that yeah you, you you don't blink when you're sim racing you don't blink you can't blink i remember jeff gordon pointing that out uh back when they were uh, doing broadcasts during early parts of covid at how when they had the webcams on the nascar guys they would still not blink and, and point out how that's real that's that's how real racers are and i noticed that you notice that in yourself sometimes you have to kind of force yourself to blink when you're really uh, having to focus when you're in a rhythm on a road course or you're drafting at Talladega or whatever it is. Yeah. When you're in like the tail end of a long stint in endurance oh, race, boy. like just trying to keep your brain just, just there yeah. is so much. So yeah. Not miss your marks. So do you want to know uh, Bradley's uh, 2010 win? 2010 is that not road america and the mazda it is i can that, that was not Bradley, that was me that was you okay so that was me that's credit yeah, to I, me. I actually have the results because it's, it's i have a certificate as my first win that's how i found it yeah <laughs> yep that the was me that, yeah the other one seems to be un, untraceable I, I was so excited to get that win because I mean, uh, yeah. for some reason road wins it just felt like that would never happen i mean it's not how when, I don't think it's happened for me since, actually. I mean, in any kind of official race. I mean, I'm excited to get a top 10 in IMSA, Le Mans, whatever. I'm, I'm thrilled. I see some of these guys you beat, see if they're still active. <laughs> that's that's the thing about iRacing. They keep all the stats. It's there somewhere. Cool. It's in there somewhere. See how active. And that, that would be interesting to know how many people from 2010. I mean, there's quite a few people that are yeah. still active in racing. Yeah, Bruce, when did you get into iRacing? Uh, let's see, 2008. Oh, eight. Okay, yeah. so it's been a while. Oh, let's see here. I mean, doesn't it tell you? Oh, I'm not, I don't have it pulled. Yeah, up. it'll tell you on the. On Were your, you one? I don't know why I picture you as being one. Uh, were you ever? Did you ever have NASCAR 2003 season? Actually, no, I did not. I did okay. not get into any kind of real r- racing online. I mean, I think I bought like uh, some Formula One, you know, papyrus races, stuff like that, you know, and played that a little bit, but never got really into any online stuff or until right. uh, iRacing came along. And uh, a friend of a friend of mine was doing it, and he kept telling me about it, like you gotta try it, gotta try it. I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Once I got it, then never looked back. Yeah, I mean, iRacing was something. Having uh, started with with 2003 season. Uh, it felt like it was just kind of 
pieced together, I guess, but iRacing was just kind of more wholesome in a way uh, with all the different types of racing and, and the way official open races, you didn't quite have to join a league. I think back then you basically had to join a league to get any kind of decent experience out of things. Yeah, iRacing didn't have leagues back then. Yeah, 2008. I was just looking. Yeah, December 30th, 2008. I joined. I see. Yeah, so long hauler. And yeah, yeah. Back then, I see. I, I remember racing against Ray Afala. Uh, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Right now, look at him. <laughs> yeah. Look at me. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. A lot of a lot of cool book. If I go back and look at Dave's of running legends and pull up some of the names, it's pretty cool. But, you know, then when they got into the road side of things, I was like, oh, this is cool. I like this. You know, when they really started pumping stuff out, the Daytona 2.4, you know, I I was hooked. I was hooked. So (laughs) many, many thousands of dollars later here. here, Oh, yeah. yeah. You're you're a 100% club member, right? Yeah. Yeah. You got it all. Even though I haven't, there's probably eight or nine cars I haven't even sat in yet. (laughs) Uh, including the the Laura one Yeah. Yep. I think we got to get you on Renault, on Team Renault. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> or you can do a racing point with Rob. There you go. Become uh, the, the second Canadian driver of racing point. <laughs> so I have a chance. There you go. I, I So, okay. So in those number of years, I've got 1,100 oval starts and 520 road starts. Oh, wow. And that's missing, you know. Obviously, it doesn't have the leagues because I've done a lot of league racing. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy the leagues. Yeah, me too. I've noticed uh, lately here, the last maybe six months, maybe well, four or five months, maybe, I've not done quite as many official races, so my stats kind of stalled a little bit, but I'm doing league stuff just about every night. I mean, at least weeknights. And that's like what we were saying earlier. It's like that's that's what becomes – kind of tough to do all these leagues and then try to get ready for, you know, uh, official sessions. Right. Um, yeah. it really counts for your, your ratings and stuff. Although I don't know how much that really matters anymore. What do you guys think of the whole, you know, this new way of, uh, signing up for these endurance races with taking the team average finally? I, I think it, I mean, why not? I, th- I don't see a problem with it. Um, the, the split that you're in, I just, sometimes I don't even care if I know what split I'm in. I mean, I don't suspect that, that any team that I'm on is going to get in the top split. And uh, the one time our teams uh, were in a top split for the BMW 120 at Interlagos, Rob, you were saying, what, just today, <laughs> everything since then, that was such a stressful thing to be in uh, that we almost didn't have fun. We were so stressed out, those of us that were driving. Yeah, there was, there was a lot to take in, but yeah, I'm the same way too. Like, I don't even check what split I'm in until I check the results after the race. Like, I don't care while I'm in there. Yeah, it seems fair to declare your drivers and and you get where you get and and that kind of thing. Um, well, yeah, that's the way it should be. Should no one should no no one should be like taking easy wins like that. Yeah, yeah. There's you know long history of that going on. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't one of our teams or. Was there a Mad Sim team that got like in a split with like some really high I rating guys? Uh, I don't remember. I now I do know. I was just I was about to say that was with the BMW Sim Cup, right? Uh, no, that was just because there weren't many people signed up for it. Yeah, for the Interlagos one, there weren't many uh, people, and uh, we all got put in the top split with uh, Roman Grosjean. Uh, 
Verstappen, who we passed, Justin Job, all these guys. Yeah, Max Banky. So, like, yeah, yeah, the I ratings were crazy in that race. Like, there was people with 9,500 and 10,000 I rating. Yeah. And it's being broadcast on Race Spot TV and Mad Sim Racing Spun. And they called us out on the broadcast, like, Mad Sim Racing. Uh, we did a whole episode on that. You can look back in our Into the Apex archives uh, <laughs> of that experience, top split experience. But uh, I think what uh, you may be talking about is, uh, I think you were watching us at the time. Uh, our first ever one, the Daytona 24 or the, the Lamont 24 this past year. Uh, it was when it was our first ever one. We were all pumped up for it. Just a bunch of rookies in, in endurance racing. And uh, we all, we got signed up, but it wouldn't let us, well, it wouldn't let us sign up. There was all these glitches with iRacing uh, and we didn't, we missed the uh, 9am or 10am regular start. That was when iRacing had to basically create a, a, a second session improvised and we got mashed in there with uh, some really high I ratings, including uh, Scott McLaughlin and his team, which actually ended up winning. Uh, but when we went back and looked at the I ratings and stats, we saw that it was really not not balanced at all. There was really some – it wasn't balanced at all. So That, that might be the one I, I remember, yeah. Yeah, it was a little crazy, but it was an interesting first experience. I mean – there at Le Mans, I mean, we had some setup difficulties that we may have mentioned before. Uh, Rob, we had you, you didn't have your uh, pit limiter button set or something like that. And you ended up having to do a lap at Le Mans on the pit limiter speed, unable to turn it off. Yeah. That was my first yeah. lap in endurance racing. So memories there. Uh, very good memories from Le Mans. Um, but we were so thrilled. We were excited to just finish the thing and to stay up all night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to kind of. Uh, Myself, I want to go back and watch some of the live stream videos. I know Mike Martino uh, did some of those, and I'm sure they're still up on his either his page or ours. Kind of want to go back and, and relive relive the last two 24 hours. It's uh, crazy. Of- I mean, uh, not to be so cent- uh, centered on our team. I mean, Into the Apex is for everybody. But uh, if you look at our website, uh, we've got a Daytona TV page. It's if you uh, hover over the endurance link on our webpage, you'll see a Daytona TV link, and we're going to have several streams going this year for all and, and several team entries. It's a whole new effort for us. And oh yeah, it'll be and it's hard to believe. It's time has been. It's been a long time. Uh, we've only ever done two 24-hour races. We've done so many of these six-hour ones and a couple 12 hours, uh, but this will just be our third as Mad Sim Racing. Yeah, attempt oh, yeah. a twenty-four hour race, and our first with with you, Bruce, as the uh, basically the main guy, the coach, uh, organizer for the twenty uh, endurance racing, uh, with a lot of experience, a lot more than than we have with uh, you were with Can Am Racing before, and uh, this is this is pretty big undertaking. Where does this uh, uh, stack up to, I guess, compared to some of your past efforts with Can Am? Um, this is honestly the the biggest effort. Uh, we've put together like i think our biggest in canada we had five teams one year um the the amazing thing about that was you know while my team was looked upon as being you know ones that should probably take home a victory uh ended up not winning not doing all that good that year if i remember right um and we had three like the other four teams win their splits in their class and it's just like it, it was amazing. And I think one of the other teams was like top five. And that was like a huge, you know, with five teams, that was a huge undertaking then. And um, to do that well. And, and, and the cool thing was, you know, a lot of them guys 
probably 90% of those drivers are all uh, oval guys. You know, it was like their first, one of their first forays into road racing. So that's made the accomplishment even that much bigger. Now, now we move to here in Mad Sim. And, you know, I saw, I watched you guys race because I knew Mike Martino and uh, right. I said, oh, let me check them out. Um, I don't think I really had a team together for Le Mans. It's really unsure what K&M was going to do. So I was kind of watching and I said, oh, let's check out, you know, Mike's stream and, listen to you guys for a while and watched your race. And I'm like, you know, these guys seem to have some ambitions. I like it. You know, <laughs> you know, just, just listen to you guys talk. I'm like, it, it, these guys want to do this. I'm like, I like this. Um, so that's what I think I sent you to PM that night, you know, and yeah. the rest is history as they say, yeah. but this is definitely, I mean, we, as of right now, I think we have the potential for possibly nine teams. Going yeah, into we've, got, we've got some uh, a big influx, which you actually predicted that, and you were dead on on that. Uh, like I said at the, at the early part of the show tonight, um, a lot of people scrambling. You see all over. There's people trying to recruit uh, one or two people. You know, people flake out, whatever, uh, or people just wait to the end and and just mash up a team. But we uh, because of that, we've gotten geez four or five international drivers. Uh, from the Netherlands, England, France, we've got uh, here lately that are interested, and in, in, uh, a couple more Canadian drivers. Um, we're very close to starting our own Mad Sim Racing uh, team of the North here. I think Rob, as you dubbed it, uh, we love our Canadian teammates, and uh, yeah, I think, and we're going to partner up with uh, OMR Esports Old Mate Racing, which is uh, Jimmy Thomas, uh, one of our buddies from our first two 24-hour races. Uh, going to do a joint effort uh, under the Sim Racer Coin banner, which sponsors both of our teams. So we're, we're considering that, and probably enough for one, at least one more full Mad Sim Racing team, we're going to have have quite a bit going. And uh, to throw out there, one of our sponsors of the podcast as well as the Endurance Team, uh, Bad Weather Brewery. They're going to be streaming the that team's uh, stream on Mad Sim Racing Daytona TV at the actual brewery in, in Minnesota or St. Paul, uh, while people are enjoying some bad weather brews, uh, they're going to be watching that 24 hour race as long as the brewery is open into that night. And that's, I mean, that's just amazing. That's that's awesome. Yeah. It's next level. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we're can't say enough about Brad, bad weather, uh, supporting the podcast here uh, as we've improved it and, uh, supporting the endurance team in that way. And, and, anybody that looks at our stuff, uh, our sponsors are basically how we separate our teams and, and it works out really well. But, uh, yeah, we're going to have a little celebration too. The week after, uh, week after the Daytona 24, everybody's going to be doing some drinking and virtual driving much like Christmas. And, uh, <laughs> there's a YouTube yeah. video of yeah. our experiences with that. Yes. Yeah. It'll be a nice way to decompress after all the work and hopefully a celebration of a victory or, or podium. I think that's what we're, we're aiming for, at least at least a podium and for sure a victory, at least one victory, uh, which a victory for one of our, our groups and teams is a victory for, for all of Everybody. us. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's that's how it is here at Madsen Racing. I think everybody that comes in and, and is new to the team uh, can see how everybody works together. And I think we've worked pretty hard to, to maintain that environment and make sure we have people here that are uh, – kind of a similar mindset i guess so yeah, um, definitely i mean it, i am amazed at, like how 
you know, seamlessly a lot of this has all come together and how much effort so many guys are putting in. I mean, you know, it, it just, uh, everyone wants this to work. It, it's pretty cool. Yeah. There's a lot yeah, of, well, a lot of positivity and fairly low on the drama. I think anything that could be called drama is more comedy than, than drama. <laughs> and I won't go into any more detail than that. Uh, we'll keep that as an internal matter, but, uh, or matters, but, uh, uh, definitely nobody that's with our team at this moment, uh, is that referring to, by the way, um, <laughs> but yeah, you, I mean, you, you, over the years, I'm sure Bruce, as you've been in leagues and, and different teams, I mean, people are people when you run into some different personalities, I mean, geez, you go into any particular open iRacing official session and you get to see those personalities front and center and it's America, Europe, Asia, doesn't matter where they're from. Uh, you get some characters, and and we're sure to hear some of those through the course of the twenty four. Uh, people people engage in some drama and and uh, oh, yeah. bickering on iRacing, just that's, as as anywhere. And yeah, and that's that's one of the highlights. Uh, I think of these twenty four hour and endurance races is the over the time that you spend with these teams on track. It's kind of the relationship you build with them over that time. You may have never that's raced them before, but stories kind of develop over time, and you you certainly remember them. As they come past you or you go past them. It's very sweet, Bradley. Very <laughs> sweet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, no, here's, here's the plan. Here's We're going to do a uh, like a Fassbender style Porsche series of Madsen Racing's Road to the Daytona 24. <laughs> there you go. Do a documentary. It's, uh, it's audio only. This is it. Yeah. You're listening. We'll, we'll do some audio talking heads. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be glorious. As I wa- this is true. Both Bradley and I have each spent a 24-hour race watching the sunrise with Jimmy of Australia. Beautiful. Uh, just, just he and I at, at Lamar, just he and Bradley at spa. Yeah. I remember that it was, the sun was coming up. It was about maybe one thirty in the morning, my time. And then the sun was coming up maybe a little later. You should, uh, you should memorialize this in a romance novel <laughs> over the French countryside. It's a romance down under. <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah just all oh, right so uh, <laughs> yeah. uh oh, well what are we talking about endurance racing i think so daytona yeah hey. uh daytona yes. um so it'll be interesting yeah we're gonna have uh here's another uh, another aspect of daytona uh that the, that everybody can relate to probably maybe a concern that everybody can relate to especially a team like ours and all these other teams out there that have multiple entries uh, and you're trying to get a group of guys together and you may know, uh, have a core group that you know and trust pretty well, but maybe you've got some last minute folks uh, or you're just jumping together with last minute folks. Uh, what if somebody flakes out and the race is underway and you're on hour 12 and it's uh, one in the morning, Eastern time, whatever, and it's time to do the night stint and somebody doesn't wake up. Somebody's not ready to go. Uh, what happens then? Brett, Bruce, have you ever seen that uh, with any team you've been a part of? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a couple of years back, uh, uh, we were running pretty good. Miles was in the car, my my teammate Miles Crab, and uh, you know, um, I'm sleeping, and Josh Cotton was supposed to take over, and uh, yeah, his alarm didn't go off, and I think Miles ended up doing like a five or six stints and that that was back when it was like a you know an hour for a stint right in the c7 and uh yeah yeah and i woke up and i guess josh i guess 
at that point just got in the car and like, hey, what's going on? How we doing? <laughs> well, Miles just got run done running like six stints and like, why? Uh, what happened? He's like, oh my lord, oh, no. <laughs> so yeah. it, it does happen. It does happen. Yeah. Um, and that's another interesting thing with this new way of registering for the race where you gotta, you know, register all your drivers prior to joining the race. You know, what if the guy in the morning, you know, that was gonna run, yeah, it doesn't show up twelve hours later, you know? Yeah. Um, you're out of luck, right? Yeah, at least before, if he never showed up for the race, well, he never counted, right? The the sim wasn't looking for him, so he didn't have to worry about fair share and stuff like that. Um, now, in Josh's case, he'd already signed in and registered, drove some laps, a couple stints. So, yeah, yeah, is what it is. It, it happens, and that's know. yeah, that's something that was in the back of my mind. As we have several entries, it's like uh, we're counting on more people, so there's more opportunity for that to maybe happen. Purposefully uh-huh. or not, right? Yeah, things happen. So. Things happen. I mean, you know, you, you talk about you were joking before about the the pit limiter and driving around. You know, yeah, that's happened to us too. Yeah. Somebody didn't have it mapped, and they got out there and ran all the way around Daytona, at <laughs> fifty miles yeah, an hour. I'll never forget it, and we'll never let Rob forget it. Yeah, <laughs> just I'll Lamar's never forget. A really, it. really long track. Imagine that at Nurburgring. Yeah, oh that's god, that's such it. a small fin track too. You yeah, you have that. You have to tow. You would have to tell in that situation. Yeah, Lamar has plenty of space for it, but oh well. I mean, hey. <laughs> it happened. It, it, we did it. It happened. We finished P24. So we were thrilled. Yeah. So, uh, that was another thing. Speaking of the overnight and relying on folks, I'll say this about our, our mutual uh, teammate and friend, Mike Martino. Uh, he co drove with us at Lamar, uh, oval guy trying to uh, figure out the, the road, uh, but. Uh, by God, he would take those morning stints. He agreed to come on. He did it for spa too, by the way. Uh, said, I'll wake up and I'll, I'll do some stints at 4 a.m., 4.30 a.m., 5 a.m. Uh, myself, Jimmy from Australia, were the two that stayed up on the team for that Lamar overnight. I brewed some coffee at 1 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, jumped in the car to relieve Jimmy because he did a triple stint. It was about 4 a.m. I was really tired. I was not sharp. I was ready to, to pass out coffee wore off and I was like, God, I hope Mike gets up. Cause if he doesn't, I don't know what's, you know, I'm not going to make it. Jimmy's going to have to do even more and probably be by himself. Cause I'm just not going to stay awake. Uh, but like an iron man or an ice man, uh, Mike was up and he did that in two 24 hour races. And thank God for that. <laughs> uh, Cause there does, you'll get excited and there's some adrenaline and it's very cool and it's novel to be able to do it. And I do, like I said earlier, Cool part of it staying up overnight. I mean, you don't usually pull an all-nighter like that uh, for something that's that you want to do an all-nighter for. And uh, but at some point, the adrenaline wears off, and you do have to pass out and get some sleep uh, for your own good. And and I'd hit that wall, and uh, uh, that's a point in time where you hope that the next uh, the next shift, so to speak, is ready to roll. There's nothing better than you know if you're out there by yourself running laps at you know three thirty in the morning. And uh, it's quiet. Nobody's around, you know. Right. And there's nothing more refreshing than hearing someone pop into that uh, <laughs> team speak and, and say, yeah. hey, good morning. How are we doing? <laughs> yep. know, oh. Like, oh, yes, you're here. <laughs> yep. I had that with Mike. Absolutely. And Bradley, I think you did that for us with Spy. I did not. We took turns. Uh, now for uh, the our car for Daytona in a couple of weeks, the Into the Apex LMP2, uh, which, by the way, we've seen some previews of the paint design, which we're going to release hopefully shortly. Uh, excellent stuff. 
and uh, myself, Rob, Bradley, and David. Um, but Bradley and I, I volunteered or volunteered us uh, for Bradley and I to be the two that do the overnight stint. I don't know how you're feeling about that, Bradley. Um, yeah, I mean, I would like to get one in earlier. Obviously, I'll be up and active in the morning and throughout the day watching. Uh, we'll have to take a nap or two. But uh, now, are you going to have coffee at like midnight? Uh, coffee. Yeah, I'm going to get a raise energy. Oh, there you go. I was just going to say, where's the raise? Sponsored by raise. Oh, I'll have I'll have coffee in the morning, but I'll have uh, some raise oh, on. What are you going to have for lunch? Promote. Uh, some raise energy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ask me what I'm going to have for dinner. Right. What do you have for dinner? Some raise energy. And then when it's time uh, for you to get a quick nap, what are you going to have? Some raise energy. No, the hypersleep. Oh. we're not playing the same game here it's my raise (laughs) you you know you got to know your product i don't have the depth of knowledge that bruce has on the race (laughs) what are you uh bruce are you going to do the uh you sign i don't know if you guys have done your sheet yet we'll talk about it probably closer but you doing the overnight what do you what do you have going on we just started discussing that i usually start the race um and I do uh, like a late evening stint. And then, yeah, sometime three, four o'clock, I take over for a while in the morning. So that's how we've done it in the past. I'm not sure how we're doing it this year. There's a lot of a lot more variables this year with the, the way the stints are going to work with the LMP. And, you know, I don't want to give away any trade secrets or yeah, we're not getting ideas. Much, but, uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's going to be interesting this year with how things are going to work out, uh, I think. So we're still kind of strategizing. And Rob, what are your uh, preferred stints? I'm I want I'm going to take a different approach this year in regards. Like I know the last two 24 hours we did, I was really just still on kind of traditional hours, but I was doing other things. Like I'd be watching and then like having to run away for a few hours. But I'm going to try to stick around for the full thing this time, even through the night. Well, hey, that's yeah. I mean, yeah. I think most of us yeah, with it being it. the work we put in, I think yeah, I think that the hype is going to be real for this one. Yeah, there's there's definitely more hype for sure. But, uh, well, good. I'm glad you'll stay up with us. <laughs> we can let David, David, oh, yeah, uh, we're all, so that means me and Tyler don't have to drive. Yeah. All you'll just drive by yourself for six hours overnight. Oh, thanks. We'll do that. <laughs> yeah, I'll drive you guys just sip on rings. <laughs> you have the, I mean, you have your espresso. The rest of us are sitting here drinking, uh, good beverages to relax and you're getting caffeinated up at eight forty seven at night. Well, he's, I switched out. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. What did you switch to? What do you have I'm on a vodka oh, soda, geez. blue lobster. Good deal. I was going to say, maybe he's going to run some Daytona laps after the podcast. But uh, That's right. Might, hey, you, you might get faster. Might be might. need. We may have to, to have you soft up for the Daytona 24. Should probably turn a few laps on Atlanta. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to run a little very low stakes. Um, now it's what, the, the European Endurance Series. We're going to run some of that in the LMP2 and, and get familiar with the LMP2. And uh, I think as we, we've got about two episodes more before the actual Daytona 24, and we'll uh, probably talk more about some of the car choices and how the cars drive and break down some of that and, and just keep, uh, keep talking that. But yeah, it's been fun here kicking it off, uh, having a, basically a, a special Daytona kickoff episode. It's the roar before the 24. I'm sure that's trademarked and we'll get sued, but uh, it's what it is. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't be more excited for it. I mean, it's going to be a good time, uh, interesting month, a lot of work, and we're going to be ready for another track at the end of it. But uh, we're going to get that 
implicit memory. There you go. I mean, I, I'm <laughs> I'm pumped up for it. I, I just I it can't get here soon enough. In one respect, yeah. in the other respect, like whoa, put the brakes on here. Uh, I got a lot to do yet. <laughs> yeah, look at the calendar. I mean, next weekend is is the last weekend to get the last minute work in, and then there it is. Yeah, it's here, and we got. Uh, so many teams and team captains and organization and got the war room getting set up for race day for our particular team. And we're excited to see some of the other teams out there that we, we brush up against in some of these uh, European sprint se- or endurance series and some teams we like, some teams we don't like. Uh, words have sometimes been exchanged. <laughs> uh, the pit paddock may clear uh, and people may start doing some fighting, but uh, it's all in good competition. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've we've built up a few rivalries here over the year last past year or so. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit, no doubt. It's all good. <laughs> but yeah, next week we'll get into more Daytona talk as well as whatever else is going on with iRacing and sim racing. Uh, but until then, we thank Bruce for joining us, and he'll be back with us uh, for these Daytona episodes. And you've been listening to Into the Apex. You've been listening to Into the Apex, Apex, presented by Mad Sim Racing. Follow and join the team at madsimracing.com.